Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Hey Coach podcast. This is your host, Eric Reyes, and this is the podcast that looks at transitioning and business concepts taken from coaching and the athletic sidelines. As always, thanks for tuning in. I have a great episode for you, but first, if you haven't done so so far, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It does move me up in the rankings, and with that, it helps other people find the show. In today's conversation, we're going to learn a little bit about entrepreneurship and a different way of owning your own business and becoming a business owner. Born in Baltimore, Maryland, but growing up near the coast in Florida, Gary learned to surf and sailboard. But visiting his brother in Colorado, he got to learn how to snowboard and mountain bike. Gary went to the University of Florida, where he graduated with a degree in physical therapy. But when his father passed away with cancer, and his mother being diagnosed with cancer, Gary's life started to spiral. Though he met his soon-to-be wife, he needed an outlet, and cycling became that outlet. Training and racing became his therapy. He went on to successfully race for 15 years, racking up numerous wins in mountain biking and road racing, including five Florida State time trial championships. This is where he met his coach and his life turned. His coach gave him a product to help with his recovery. And it was this product that completely changed his life. Because of this opportunity, Gary was able to leave his job, build a worldwide organization, and live a lifestyle that he could have never imagined. So please join me in my conversation with Gary Stern. Gary, thanks for coming on the Hey Coach podcast. You got it, Eric. Good to to see you, buddy. I love the mountains in the background. I love the sunshine. I wish I was there with you. It's uh, it's a, it's beautiful. You have to come check it out one time for sure. Definitely, definitely. Before we get started, I want to thank Jessica for connecting us. She's such a great person, a ball of energy. How do you know her? So Jessica and I met a little over 10 years ago, believe it or not. We met through the company that I'm partnered with. And um, I had a friend who was a, an incredible marathon runner, and she did a, a half marathon over in um, Tampa, Florida. And one of the uh, people there that was working the event is Jessica Perez. At the time, she was working for the city over there, the city of Tampa, and um, was putting on you know athletic events, things along those lines. And so she met another friend of ours, also named Jessica. And so one, I got Jessica st- the taller of the two Jessicas started in this company. She introduced me to Jessica Perez and that's the rest is, as they say, is history. Uh, We've formed a friendship now that's going on 11, maybe 12 years. Yeah, no, she's great. She's a, like you were saying, she's a short one, but she's got the energy of a giant. Oh my gosh. Fireball. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, you have an interesting story because you are a former competitive cyclist. You graduated the University of Florida, and uh, you were a former senior executive sales rep. Now, there's a lot in there. Now you're an entrepreneur, and you're a mentor. And like I like to do in my podcast, I like to go from the, that, that sporting 
and to that transition to what you're doing now. So give us a bit of your story. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, I guess it's an interesting one when you look at it, um, a, di- a diverse story. So, you know, let me go all the way back. I graduated from uh, college as a physical therapist. Um, I graduated from the physical therapy program at the University of Florida. I was the last bachelor's class. So after that, you needed to have a doctorate degree in order to uh, practice as a physical therapist. Um, but I was a physical therapist for about five and a half, almost six years. And during that time frame, unfortunately, my father got sick and passed away of cancer. And then my mom got sick with cancer. So I moved home to take care of her in Florida. And I needed something to kind of take my head off, you know, take my mind off things. I'd always ridden my bike. I'd ridden it a little bit in college, done a little bit of off-road biking, but never really serious about it. No racing, nothing along those lines. And this was back in 1998, 99, when I moved back to Florida, moved back to Florida in 98. And in 99, this guy named Lance Armstrong comes along. He kicks the snot out of cancer and proceeds to win the Tour de France the next seven years in a row. I know what the critics are going to say about that. And that's a debate for another day. Right. (laughs) But what he did was he gave me inspiration, right? You talk about mentors or you talk about uh, people that you look up to. He gave me inspiration at a time when I just lost my dad of cancer. My mom is battling cancer. I need something as an outlet. And I found cycling and found racing and found out this is something I might have should have done as a younger man because (laughs) I'm actually kind of good at this. My body was built for it. You know, I'm lean. I don't I don't have the muscle that football players have or some of your, you know, baseball and basketball players that that put put on the weights or whatever. So this was a sport that I could do and had the lung capacity for it. And so started racing as a way really to, as my release, as my outlet with everything that was going on with, with my family. My mom proceeded to pass away in 2000 and that only accelerated the process even more. And it was at that rate that I went full bore into mountain bike racing, did almost everything you could do within the mountain bike race world, including a 24 hour mountain bike world championship. (laughs) Yes. You ride your bike for 24 hours straight and the most number of laps you can complete on a mountainous course. I think the course had about a thousand feet of climbing per lap. Um, a little over 1200, I think to be exact. And I did, I think 22 or 23 laps. So (laughs) Crazy, <laughs> craziness, right? And then it was at that point that I transitioned over to road racing. Um, you know, the mountain bike, I, I lived in Florida at the time, so I'd always have to travel to go mountain bike. And uh, my son was born in 2005. And so I raced one more season, 2006, mountain biking, realized that dragging a baby all over the US was a lot more work than it needed to be. So I started road racing in the state of Florida and set it as a goal to win the state cycling championship five years in a row in, um, in a specific discipline called time trialing. Time trialing is the aerodynamic bike where you have the aero bars on there and the aerodynamic helmet skin suit. And your whole goal is it's you versus the clock. It's not you versus the other competitors as much as it is you versus yourself and the clock. So you can do things to continually get better and faster, whether that's making tweaks to the bike, making tweaks to the equipment, to your positioning, et cetera, your your conditioning, et cetera. So did that from 2007 through 2011. 
and locked up the state championship for five years in a row. Wow. Um, awesome. <laughs> and then at that rate was kind of like one of those, I think you and I talked a little bit about this. It was like one of those things like what next? Right. And if I was a full blown professional athlete, I had contracts thrown my way, but at the time I was a, a pharmaceutical rep, I'd left the field of physical therapy for pharmaceutical sales with something that gave me more time freedom while my mom was sick to get her to the, her doctor's appointments and everything else. After she passed away, continued in that pharmaceutical sector. But if I would have been a professional athlete, if I would have taken one of those pro contracts, right, then you go and you finish your pro contract. What's next to go to Disney world. Well, for me, what's next after the racing, um, I still loved biking. I had started a bike shop in 2010. So started pouring my passion into getting others involved in the sport and growing the sport at a, at a uh, grassroots level. And also was introduced to a company called Life Vantage. I was actually introduced to a product. And it came from my cycling coach who at the end of you know five years, when we won that fifth state championship, he's, he, he could see that I, was, I wasn't recovering as quickly as I used to. Um, you know, I was getting older. I was an older athlete at this time. So I wasn't recovering the way I used to. Um, I was tired and, and most of it was burnout due to my job, but he didn't see that. He saw the physical side of it. He thought, let me introduce him to this product that's designed to help you recover. And so that's how I was introduced to a product called pro tandem and introduced to the company LifeVantage. Started on the product within four weeks, was waking up before my alarm clock went off, getting a great night's sleep. And within six weeks on the product, I was breaking my power records on the bike. So here I was riding stronger than I had been five years prior. And um, I remember, you know, hitting him up and being like, what, what is this? You know, <laughs> it, and is it legal? And of course it is. It's a, it's a blend of five plant ingredients, all natural. Um, but it went against what I had been conditioned in the pharmaceutical world to think you had to have, you know, you had to be on a drug or something like that to right. maintain your health, right? Like, let's let people get sick and then give them a drug <laughs> to get healthy again, which right. doesn't make any sense. No. Instead, this was the opposite premise. Let's help people maintain their health from the get-go. Let's help them get even healthier as they age, age backwards, as we like to say. And so... That started a whole new era in my life. I went from being the the athlete working for a big pharmaceutical company to not racing anymore, but riding for fun and enjoying myself and being an entrepreneur. I uh, I started in with LifeVantage in March of 2011, built a sizable organization over the next um, two years or so. And that allowed me to say goodbye to the pharmaceutical industry once and for all. And so I've been self-employed since uh, October 2nd, 2012. Awesome. And uh, gives me time to enjoy things like this and talk <laughs> to somebody like you who gets to you know help us share our story. So that's, that's the long version of it right there with, uh, I don't think I left anything out along the way. <laughs> no, that, that, that's an awesome story. And there's so many little great spots in there. One right off the bat, when you said that uh, when your mom was sick, was that you went into biking, and that's a spot in that in in people's transition where the stress can go in a bad way or in a good way. 
and and it seemed like you you took a great route taking that sport and saying I'm going to focus there. Like I said, too many times you hear people who start going on drugs and and they they spiral down because they just don't know how to handle their situation. And I can see the the opposite happening, Eric. And thank you. I'd gone through some things earlier on in my life, in my early 20s, when I got married right out of college. That didn't work out. Uh, I got hired on with a new job out in, um, or I, I got hired on at a new location up in Jacksonville, Florida. And so there, there was just, there was a lot of change in my life. And I started to go down that route where, hey, it's a whole lot easier just to walk into the local Chili's, you know, when you live in an apartment with no furniture anymore, because you've lost all of that in the in the previous marriage, and you go into Chili's and they know your name. I felt like the norm of Chili's. <laughs> and they didn't ask. There would always be the, you know, they, they always ask when you go in, do you want the small or the big beer? I mean, there was always the big ones sitting right there. I would go sit in the same spot at the bar. It's like, they should have chiseled my name in there. So I started that route and gained 20 or 25 pounds and got super unfit and healthy. And I think that's why when this opportunity, not opportunity, but when this um, situation presented itself, I knew I had two choices to make. One was to go down that spiral again, um, which would be self-defeating and probably not end very well. Right. Um, or do the opposite. Get so emphatic about cycling. Like it's literally been my life. It's changed my life. That's why, like I said, about the whole, you know, Lance Armstrong thing. I'll go to bat with anybody on that battle, anybody, any day of the week, because they don't know my situation. Regardless of how his situation turned out in 2000, uh, uh, 1999, he was a beacon of hope for me right. at a time when I had lost my dad. My mom was sick and dying of cancer. I'm a young man just trying to figure out my life. I just met the love of my life. You know, my, my wife, who I'm married to now, we had just met. So I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. And this guy gave me hope and direction that, look, you can beat cancer. And the way he did it was on his bike. I mean, I know he beat it other ways, but the way he did it essentially was on his bike. He had something to look forward to. He wanted to get back on the bike so bad. And so for me, that became what I wanted to do so bad was go get on that bike. That's, that's great. That's great. And I think a lot of people, they tend to get hung up on people's faults. Yeah. Even if they're doing great things, they'll say, yeah, but look at, if we look at everybody, I think everybody has faults. And unless you're, you're the man. Everybody has their faults. And yeah. so you need to push that aside. And if that's going to give you hope there, then, then run with it. Amen. I agree with you wholeheartedly. So now let's talk about that transition. So you're, you're a pharmaceutical rep. The pro tandem, your trainer gives you it. How is that transition and that mindset to let go of a job, a good job? <laughs> yeah. And take that leap. I mean, it was tough. The, the mindset transition was even earlier than that, that than, than right. that leap, Eric. It was going from having been conditioned for almost 13 years that pharmaceuticals were the answer to realizing that went against what, against everything within my being. You know, I've always been a healthy, natural kind of guy. I mean, yeah, I like to drink beer here and there, but. I mean, here I was a bicycle racer 
love the outdoors, love to hike, bike, go out on a boat, all those different things. And yet I was out promoting these chemicals to people. And I think part of that transition happened when I saw a statistic come out. I knew it in the back of my head, but I didn't realize it was this bad that I think it's right around 85% of people who die are being treated for whatever they die from. And that sounds like, yeah, no duh, but meaning like what we were doing for them wasn't making a difference. If they had kidney disease and we were giving them a drug that was supposed to help with their kidney disease or diabetes and a drug that was supposed to help with their diabetes or cardiovascular disease and a drug that was supposed to help with their heart, 85% of them died anyway. Wow. That's crazy. So what were we really doing? What difference were we really making? And it was, I saw that statistic. ProTandem was introduced to me within the next year. And then I saw what ProTandem was doing to keep people healthy. Now, we're not allowed to make a claim. It's a, it's a supplement at the end of the day. So we can't say that it prevents, cures, or treats disease or dysfunction. And again, I've been taught my, my entire career, it had to be FDA approved. It had to be a drug. It had to be a medicine that was well-studied. Here was an all-natural product that was well-studied with clinical studies in the same journals that the pharmaceutical products that I was selling were in. And so I'm saying to myself, well, maybe it doesn't have to be a drug. Maybe all natural can be the answer. And maybe we could interject earlier up in the person's um, health span, not their lifespan, but their health span, meaning earlier in their life while they're healthier so that they don't make it to those unhealthy times, to those chronic conditions that we were then pumping them full of drugs and they were dying from anyway. So that mindset goes, look, there's a market for that. The world is getting healthier. Whole foods were starting to explode. I know we're talking 12, 13 years ago now, but whole foods was starting to explode. People were starting to choose more natural type products. Um, it was right around that, that, that time. And I, I'm going to myself, okay, this could be as lucrative as people make that mindset shift. What I, what I didn't realize was just how early I was compared to others. Early okay. meaning before my times, right? right? There was a handful of people that were making that transition towards a healthier lifestyle, but it wasn't the cool thing to do yet. The cool thing was still just batter your body with all these unhealthy habits and then pump it full of drugs or do something at the end there to try to help it out. I came on Board, right as that transition, that pendulum started to swing towards the healthiness. So it was perfect timing because now there's a lot of people that are trying to do things earlier on. You hear it all the time. I have friends who are physicians that hate this, but they get questioned. They're like, oh yeah, I had a patient question me the other day. Well, they're questioning because they realize the lies and the deceit that they've been taught or told over these last 30, 40, 50 years that fat is bad for you. You need a low fat diet. No, there's good fat and bad fat. Right. They've been told that, you know, sugar is not an evil substance and it is an evil substance, right? Right. Oh, as long as you take these cholesterol drugs and get your cholesterol under control, what they don't tell you is all the side effects that the cholesterol drugs give you. So if you could really start to educate people, then they will start questioning their physicians. And this is part of the movement that we're, that we find ourselves a part of. So, so that transition initially was very difficult. 
I was thinking of eggs. Like every couple of years, eggs are good for you. Eggs are bad for you. Eggs are good for you. The whites are good for you. The the the, the yolk is good for you. Just tell me, like you you don't need to tell me something every year. <laughs> right, 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 right. Let's and do all the studies and just give me the one study. <laughs> the eggs are a great example, Eric. That's a that's a great example. The same thing has happened over time with fats or with sugars or with you know carbohydrates. Carbs or no carbs, right? All those different yes. things. What it boils down to is whole foods, like whole foods, foods that you would go find out in the in the wild. Those are the best types of foods for you because they haven't been processed or altered in any way, shape, or form. And that's what our bodies were used to for thousands of years. It's only been in the last 50, 40 to 50 years that we've had this science experiment when it comes to food. The cool thing is that protanum is classified as a food. It's five plant ingredients. You take it's a, it's a single compressed tablet that you take once a day in its natural or raw form. It hasn't been processed in any way, shape, or form, except with things that hold it together into a capsule. Outside of that, it's just those five plant ingredients. Things like turmeric that people are very familiar with, green tea extract, um, milk thistle, right? Bacopa nashwagandha, maybe not as well known, but that's it. It's five plant ingredients that you take once a day right? And that activates your body. And that was the mind shift where I went from realizing let's take something versus let's help the body make what it was supposed to naturally. Why take it? And this is a saying that we used for a while. Why take it when you can make it? Why take all these things? Why supplement or try to add all these things to the body that the body doesn't need? Instead, why not just Flip the switch, activate the body, flip the switch and tell the body to do what it was supposed to naturally and let the body do the rest of the work. Once I had that mindset shift, the rest, I think, got a lot easier. That's great. So initially difficult, much easier once that mindset shift took place. And I realized we can just help people do what their bodies are supposed to naturally. The body does the rest. The body's a miraculous contraption if we want to look at it that way. So now here's a question, which I know a lot of people who become entrepreneurs, that leap of faith where you have a job, you have your medical and your dental and you have everything there. And then you say, okay, I'm going to go for it. How is that switch for you? Because not many people talk about that. You know, they go, I become an entrepreneur, but no one really talks about that. There's always that, that thing in the back of your head. It's scary. Honestly, when I first said that I was going to make that leap of faith um, and love my wife to death, but she thought I was nuts, right? She thought I was nuts. And it wasn't that she must be related to my wife. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that she's like some money grubber or gold digger or anything like that. Had nothing to do with that as much as it was. She was raised by a father who's a police officer and a mother who is a Baptist preschool teacher, right? So no entrepreneurial blood in the, in the family anywhere. I mean, as far back, like generations, there was no entrepreneurial blood in the family. They were used to that stability in their lives and everything else. Here we have a, a house, a son at the time who was seven years old. But I will caution the viewers this, or the listeners and viewers this. I didn't just jump. I didn't quit fit pharmaceutical sales and start uh, into... Um, life vantage full time. There was a transition period there. And that's the best advice I can give somebody. 
there was about 20 months there from when I enrolled in LifeVantage to when I pulled the trigger and quit my job. By that time, the check at my at my um, LifeVantage you know career had almost matched what I was making in the pharmaceutical industry. Almost. Plus, as an entrepreneur, I knew that you got write-offs. I'd heard my brother, who's been an entrepreneur his whole life. I'd always been a W-2 employee. He'd been an entrepreneur his whole life. And he told me about these things called write-offs, right? Tax deductions and things along those lines. And I thought, yeah, well, I don't, I don't have that luxury. Then I realized you don't need to make as big of an income as you do as a W-2 employee to live the same way because of the tax deductions that are legally allowed to come your way for things like uh, travel, uh, events that you go to, like training events, product usage, because it's in our contract that we have to use a certain amount of product uh, personally every, every month, but therefore every year, right? Cell phone, internet, computers, all these different things all became a write-off because they were all things that I used in my not in my job, it's not a job, but in my 1099, in my entrepreneur, in my business, right? So there was that transition period. And I think that's what I would caution is the leap of faith was a little bit easier because I had already been earning income with a new business, number one. Number two, I banked that year and a half, almost two years worth of extra money that I was making to help supplement for the first, um, it ended up, I thought it was only going to be like six months. It was like 18 months <laughs> to get to the next rank, which meant the doubling of my income, which meant then I finally made as much as I used to make in the pharmaceutical world. I thought that was going to happen in like six months tops. It took 18. But once that occurred, then, I, and, and for a little while, I was dipping into that savings right? Because I was double dipping for almost two years. Now I was dipping back into some of the savings that I'd saved up when I didn't use the, when I didn't use that income. So um, that's the best way I could tell somebody to do the transition. If you, if you just realize you're done with the corporate world, you want to be that entrepreneur. um, You've got to stick to your guns. You've got to not really listen to anybody, any of the naysayers. If anything, go prove the naysayers wrong. I had so many people thought that thought I was absolutely crazy. And now some of those same people, some of the same people that told me no, they didn't want to join me in this endeavor. They thought I was crazy. They're jealous of the lifestyle that I live. They're like, man, you've got the life. I want your life. I'm like, no, you were lucky. You were lucky. I was lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I had I was an overnight success. You know, it was like a 10-year overnight success to get to this point where I'm at now because I'm about 13 years into this now. And for the first 3-4 years were brutally hard. The next several hit a plateau and then I hit another acceleration a few years ago. So, I would say that it really took that first 10 years to have the true success that I was looking for. So am I an overnight success or am I a 10-year overnight success? Exactly. 10 exactly. years worth of nights, 3,650 3, night overnight success. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what I, I like too is you said that you worked the business and you had your job. And too many times I believe that people think of being an entrepreneur as a person who has to leave their job and start a brick and mortar store 
or do something and give it up. But what you did and through Life Vantage, you were able to start it, work. And then when you said, like, when it got to that point where it was equal or close to it, you were able to do it. And I think that's a, I don't know, I don't know if you want to say the word, use the word safer, but it's a way of, you know, maybe letting go a little bit of that job. And you don't always have that luxury. You're you're spot on, Eric, but you don't always have that luxury, right? Because many businesses, when you're starting a brand new business from scratch, I also own a bicycle shop and I had founded the bike shop, not even a full year, like nine months before starting in with Life Vantage. That was completely different. Thankfully there, I had a, a few business partners. So now it's not just me, but three other people that pulled our capital together because it's also very capital intensive compared to life vantage life vantage was under a thousand bucks to get to start a business which is almost unheard of now you'll have some listeners that are gonna go thousand dollars to start a business that's peanuts i mean one bike i just we just bought five bikes for our bike shop and the bill was twenty five hundred dollars so to stock five bicycles they're $500 a piece, our cost, not to mention we're going to turn around and mark them up, but I have to pay rent and utilities and our insurance just went up and all the other things associated with a business. Right. So with that business, I'd say that is much more difficult. And in that case, you have to keep your, you definitely have to keep your job because all the money you're making from your job is going into the business to fuel it with the capital on the early side of things. And if you have to be there, like fortunately, we hired a manager and we had staff from the get-go with the bike shop. So none of us were setting foot in there, but we were constantly sending money to the shop for the first two to three years to really get it off the ground and going, right? right. Versus in Life Vantage, I had to put the time in. I had to do it myself. I couldn't go pay somebody else to do it. I had to go build the business, but it only cost me $1,000 to get in and thus once it started to take off. I didn't go spend that money. I didn't go blow that money. I saved that money up in hopes that one day I could make that transition. And you're right. It was a safer bet. And that was how I sold my wife on it. I said, look, what's the worst thing that happens? I, I pursue this for six months to a year. I don't make it for whatever reason. And then I go back and go get a job as a pharmaceutical rep again. Yeah, it would have been tough to get a job because the market wasn't great or anything else, but who cares? I would have been able to go. I could go. Okay, here's a great piece of business advice for your listeners. And this was a buddy of mine, Nick, that I worked with in the pharmaceutical industry. And he also left to go out on his own. Huge endeavor. And he was talking to his father's friend. His father um, worked in the oil fields in Texas. And had a friend that basically was in the oil and natural gas industry. I mean, way high up. The guy is a billionaire with a B. And fortunately, Nick got about 30 minutes of his time one time. And he told him what he was looking to do. It happened to be in the oil and natural gas industry. It involved moving over to Saudi Arabia for at least uh, 12 to 18 months. It was was crazy. He was going to leave this cush pharmaceuticals job that he hated. Just like I hated mine, he hated his job, leave his family and his kids and go over there for two years, one to two years. And he's asked this guy for advice. He said, what would you say? And the guy's like, would you work at McDonald's? <laughs> and Nick goes, I don't think you heard me. 
I'm not leaving pharmaceuticals to go work at McDonald's. I'm going overseas and blah, blah, blah. Guy goes, I don't think you listen to me. Would you work at McDonald's? And Nick, again, said the same thing. Finally, the guy goes, you're not listening to me. If you had to and your family depended on it, would you go work at McDonald's? Nick's like, I'd shovel. You know what? If I had to, I'd do whatever I had to do. He's like, then take the job. So think about that. What's the worst thing that happens? You'll never know unless you take that chance. Right. You'll never know. What's the worst thing that happens? You fall flat on your face. That's okay. You get right back up again and you go do whatever you need to do to make it right. That's awesome. That's great. You know, there was one other point that I don't know what sparked it, but you were talking about your business in the bike and the also difference with Life Vantage and, and opening up a shop or opening up your own business is that you have no mentors or anybody to kind of help you learn the ropes of opening up a store. It's all hit or miss unless you have a partner who opened one before. None of my partners had bike shop experience. One had restaurant business. Three of the four of us had no entrepreneurial experience. One of the four of us was a very successful entrepreneur in the restaurant business. So we leaned on him a lot for some procedural things, but there's a huge difference between retail and a, uh, and a restaurant. Right. And I noticed that while I was doing some research on, on you and things that you had on, uh, on the internet, that with Life Vantage, you're not left alone. No. That you have a lot of mentors. And now you are also a mentor helping others. Absolutely. The way it works is initially, I was kind of clueless as to how to do this. But I had that desire. Really, you need to have a burning desire, right? You got to have that burning desire. You got to be teachable. You got to be coachable. And you got to be willing to put into work. So we talk about those three things, burning desire, teachable, coachable, and willing to put in the work, aka hungry, right? Are you hungry? If you are, you could succeed at being an entrepreneur because as long as I was the middle one, the coachable, teachable one was the one that I was not the best at. I'm willing to put in hard work. I'm the, I don't shy away from hard work. And I was, had a burning desire for change. I just wanted out of the pharmaceutical industry so bad. But that middle one, I thought I knew it all, right? And when I finally swallowed the humble pie or whatever the expression is, right, and started to learn from one of my mentors, a guy by the name of Brandon, he, he started taking me under his wing and teaching me every step of the way. And it really, at the end of the day, becomes a monkey see, monkey do type business. You know, Brandon, you have what I want. How did you get there? Well, this is what I did. I did this, I did this, and you need to do this and do this. And I just started doing the steps. So was he my boss? No, he was my mentor. And he was telling me in a stepwise fashion, these are the things I needed to do. And as long as I could keep going along and making progress and checking them off on my list, I continued to move my business forward. Fast forward, after three years, I had hit what our company calls the elite ranks. And as an elite, now I'm that's my number one responsibility is doing the same thing for others who want to either just get started or they're in that intermediate phase where they're learning to become a leader. And I'm training the leaders to become leaders, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's a blessing that we had the, that type of mentorship. I don't know that I'd have been able to build this business to the, I know I wouldn't have 
been able to build it to the level that it's at right now and still growing. And in, I don't know, 17 or 18 countries, 25,000 people in, in the organization, I don't know that I'd have been able to run. I mean, think about 25,000. Go to, go to your local stadium. If, if there's a stadium in town from a college or a basketball arena, you know, some of the biggest basketball arenas are 10, 15, 20,000 people. Imagine filling that thing and then having people waiting around outside and, and to have an organization that size. I would have never imagined that 13 years ago, but now it seems natural because of the progression that was made over the years and the mentoring and the stepwise fashion to get to where it's at. That's awesome. That's awesome. And things that people don't understand is that people at every level, they're okay with being asked questions like, how did you do this? And, and how did you become where you are? And can I ask you a few questions? You know, too many times they think they're, they're untouchable, like the CEOs of companies or these people at higher levels. Oh, I can't. Why would they want to talk to me? Why, why wouldn't they want to talk to you? But think about this, Eric. You made a great point right there. Great point. In the traditional business world, they are often untouchable. They often do true. not want to share with you because if they share with you and then you turn around and take their advice and do it better, now you're their competition in the traditional business sense. Right. But in this, in network marketing or in the life vantage business model, that's not the case. They're I, they, they were wide open in sharing their secrets with me because they wanted me to have the most profound success possible, which helped buoy the entire company. Even if I wasn't directly, if they were not directly compensated by my efforts, there were still people that were willing to help because they wanted to see the entire company rise because as the entire company rises, so do they, so do their organizations. It gets the word out about our company. It starts to put us into what's called momentum and more and more people begin to hear about it. So it makes everybody's business go up. You know, all ships rise in a rising tide. So you're right. In this business model, it is very unique. When we opened the bike shop, there were two other rival bike shops in town. They didn't give us their trade secrets. They didn't open up their doors and say, hey, come model after us or here's how you do it. Or if you have any questions, let us know. There was none of that. I It was dog eat dog. We had to get in there and go do it ourselves. In this business model with LifeVantage, there was mentoring every step of the way. And now any and there are people on my team, it's so funny you say that, Eric, that say, yeah, but I, I just didn't know if you were appro approachable. You can approach me anytime. Shoot me a text. Shoot me a message on Facebook, Instagram. I don't care. WhatsApp, Telegram, smoke signal me. I don't care. <laughs> Call the do this. I know these things actually make phone calls. If you can believe it, they're yes. not just for texting. <laughs> you can make phone calls with these. Pick up the phone and call me. Right? Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> now, <laughs> tell our listeners a little bit about Life Vantage. Because you, you talked about the pro tandem, but that's, it's more than just that. Yeah. So Life Vantage, we, we say that we're at the forefront of nutrigenomics. Nutrigenomics sounds like a big fancy word. Let me break it down. It's super easy. Using natural compounds, nutrition and natural compounds to activate gene expression in the body. So basically using plants and all natural type compounds to activate the body to do what it was supposed to do naturally. That's it at the end of the day, right? So instead of taking all kinds of things, help your body make them. We started off with ProTandem. ProTandem 
basically turns on certain enzymes in your body. It tells your body to produce more of those enzymes. Those are enzymes that keep you alive and keep you healthy. I could get all fancy and talk about superoxide, dismutase, catalase, glutathione. <laughs> Most of your listeners are going to have no clue what those words mean. Right. Just realize you'd be dead if you didn't have them in your body. And as we age, the levels go down. And protein, and especially the more we're exposed to toxins and all kinds of environmental pollutants, um, radio waves. I'm, I'm not some crazy psycho with those, but I do believe that radio waves, that, again, we talked about the nutrition earlier, how what right. they've done, the science experiment with our food. Um, some people smoke, some people exercise too much. I know there could be such a thing, or some people don't exercise at all. Right. When you add in all those environmental factors, all those levels of those enzymes slowly go down over time. And what protanum does is it activates them to go back up again. And it lowers oxidative stress in our bodies by 40% in 30 days. What's oxidative stress? Think of it as rusting from the inside out. Right. Rusting from the inside out. So as your cells age, they 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 get they age and they get older and they slowly die off. What protandum does is it slows that aging process by 40% in 30 days. We took that and put it into other areas. What else could we activate? What other pathways can we activate? We can activate the NRF1 pathway. That's That helps your body produce more mitochondria. What are those? They give you energy, right. cellular energy, the, the energy your cells need to, to be able to talk to each other and communicate. And along those lines, we found the NAD pathway. NAD, what does that do? That helps get rid of the garbage and make those connections even stronger within the body, right? At the cellular level and kind of take out the waste products. So you can see how these all work together. We have uh, products that activate the brain, activate the skin, activate the hair. You can tell I don't use those products. <laughs> I use them on my beard. Um, there you go. <laughs> we just launched a liquid collagen product. I thought collagen was like, just so you don't have the fine lines and wrinkles, right? I thought it was this, you know, panacea of youth. Right. It's way more than that. Like your body would be just a blob, like a blob of gelatin without collagen. It's what holds us together, what muscles and your bones and your and your uh, uh, tendons and all your ligaments, what it all requires, your skin, your hair, your nails, your heart, all these things rely on collagen. So when you think about what it really does, it has tons of benefits from the inside out and from the outside in. So not just looking youthful again, but feeling youthful from the inside out. And those are just some of them. So right. it's cool to see how the company has progressed. We don't just add things to our portfolio, um, like a multivitamin or things along those lines. We don't do that kind of thing because you can go take supplements anywhere. Right. But what we're talking about are things that you use to activate your body, to turn your body on so that your body does the rest. If it's in the activation realm, chances are we're going to find it because we are the pioneers in that industry. LifeVantage is a $210 million company that has done over $3 billion in cumulative sales since our inception. Awesome. So we've done about $3 billion in cumulative sales since our inception. We're a $210 million company now per year, publicly traded on the NASDAQ. And we do business in about 25 countries. Of those, I think my business is in 17 or 18 of them. Um, so awesome. I'm, I'm not everywhere yet, awesome. but will be get, one day. You're getting there. You're getting there. Yep. 
<laughs> well, Gary, I don't want to take too much more of your time. If uh, people want to know more about you, get in touch with you, what's the best way they can reach you? I would say the the fastest way to get in touch with me would be to go to my personal website. And it's simple. My name, Gary Stern, G-A-R-Y-S-T-E-R-N, the number two, dot com. So Gary Stern com. Go to my website. There's links there to my Facebook, my Instagram. Um, to my business page so that you can learn more about LifeVantage. You can learn more. I've written a couple of books. You can see those. I've given a couple of keynote speeches. You can see those on there. It's In a way, it's kind of a brag page, but in a way, it's so that you get to know me better to see if I'm the type of person that you may want to do business with in the future or ask questions. Maybe just come to you for some advice and mentoring. I mentor people from multiple companies within my space and outside of my space that are just looking to, um, to ask some questions uh, and maybe help them in their transition as well. So uh, GaryStern2.com. Awesome. Awesome. I'll put that on the, on the show notes. Last thing, it's fourth and goal. No timeouts. There's a minute left on the clock and the game's on the line. Give us something to leave with. Here's the deal, guys. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. Don't wait. Life is too short. When they say life is too short, it does pass by in the blink of an eye. I have a son who's graduating from high school in just a few months. That's coming from the guy that didn't want children 20 years ago. So go figure that one out. 20 years ago, didn't want kids. And now I have a son graduating from high school and I couldn't be more proud of him. I look back and I reflect on the things that I've done. And and I would tell you this, don't wait, don't hesitate, right? If you've ever ever in your wildest imagination dreamed of starting your own business, do it. Take a look. Take that first step. Maybe it's with LifeVantage. Maybe it's in the network marketing space. Maybe you want something where all you have to do is be the advertisement for the company and everything else is handled for you. Maybe you want to start with an idea from scratch. Whatever it is, don't wait. Don't hesitate. And the last thing is, don't ever take your health for granted. Because like Eric said, there was a transition point in my life where I had made poor choices early on to to deal and cope with things that were going on in my life. And then I made healthy choices. And thankfully, because of those healthy choices, I'm 50 years old. I'm still mountain biking, surfing, I'm I'm snowboarding. I'm doing all the things that I want to do. Heck, I ride my little one-wheel skateboard around. And I say that not to impress you, but to impress upon you. Don't take your health for granted. Go out and do something today to stay healthy and take that first step towards entrepreneurialism because it's worth it. Awesome. Nothing else to say. Gary, thanks for coming on the show again. I really appreciate it. Awesome, Eric. Thanks so much for having me on here. And I love what you're doing and uh, keep it up, bud. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Another great conversation with an an amazing person. Couple of key points that I'd like to point out. One was, you got to stick to your guns no matter what the naysayers say. I don't know how many times other people had come on the show and said the same thing, but these people are like those crabs. They want to pull you down or they're scared themselves. Prove them wrong, they'll come along. Second thing was, find something positive to focus on to help you through those low times. Don't wait till something goes wrong to try to figure out how you're going to react to it. 
find something that you love to do and put your heart into it. If it's volunteering or playing a sport, something where you can put your energy in when when those times come and they will come. And the third thing is you never know unless you take that chance. So you fall on your face. You get up and go do what you need to do to get it right. Awesome. I'm going to put all of Gary's information on the show notes. Please reach out to him if you're interested in talking to him or if you're interested in Life Vantage, whatever it is, reach out to him. He's so willing to help. Also, if you want to reach out to me, you reach me, as always, at my website, acoachreyes.com. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your feedback. So, great conversation. And until next time, try it. What do you have to do? Take care.